This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. Have you ever had a moment um, when you're spending time with somebody who you love very dearly and you think everything is great between you and that person? You think, like, the relationship is, like, top-notch. And then you're spending time with them, and then they say something to you that's like getting kicked in the chest. Anyone had that experience? Anyone had that experience? Yeah? I have. (laughs) Okay. It hurts. It's a loving pain. It's something that once you want to draw closer, you want to get better at that. God reminded me a few months ago of a time that this happened to me when I was in his presence. He reminded me of a time uh, that I was in a time of worship. I was worshiping and I was trying so hard. I knew that he was about to speak so I quietened myself I was ready to hear that loving and encouraging message from the Lord by the Spirit. And I heard him say this. Are you enjoying hanging out in the outer courts? Ouch. Are you enjoying hanging out in the outer courts? I was like, ouch, that really hurt. Because the one that I was desperate to have an intimate relationship with just made my heart ache even more. I wanted more. And he was going to teach me that that was nothing to do with anything that I could do. You know, I was due to bring uh, this word in November. and uh, But like Chris was due to speak a while ago, uh, God's timing is perfect. And uh, after the last couple of weeks, my prayer is that this word will land and propel us into 2023. My prayer is that as a people, we have a change of perception uh, and relationship in worship, interestingly, as Paul brought, individually and corporately. The outer courts, God clearly said to me, are you enjoying hanging out in the outer courts? You know, the outer courts was where the altar was. So uh, when in the tabernacle we read in Exodus 27 and the temple later we read in 2 Chronicles 3 and 4, that there was generally two parts. There was the tabernacle uh, and or the inner courts, the the temple part later, that was generally towards there was towards the west. It was split in two. You had that that part was in the west, and in the east, you had the altar where the sacrifices by, were brought by the people of Israel. Like the Israelites were coming out of Egypt from the east to the west, your sin was being removed. As far as the east is from the west. 
there was this movement from the east to the west. And in this time you brought your chosen sacrifice and you brought it in through the curtain walls. It's a bit like Bible week, if anyone's been there. You kind of come into this building and you've got all these black curtain walls and you kind of come in from the outside where you've got all the tents and suddenly you come into this wonderfully well presented uh, stage platform which gives me like that little moment of plug if you haven't seen it in the notices it's back it's back bible week it's so great they've managed to condense it into a weekend <laughs> which i thought was really funny bible week is back it's now only three days <laughs> it's at the it's at the august bank holiday um it will be a wonderful time if you're able to be there You know, it was just like you were coming, you brought your prepared sacrifice. And as you come into this sanctuary, this place, the world was cut off. And you were there atoning for your sin. Again. From the last time. We have this Adamic trait. That sounds quite nice, doesn't it? That sounds theological. Adamic trait. We have this traits about our humanness that makes our perception sometimes of what and who God is incorrect, I believe. You know, from our fallen moment in Genesis 3, when we think we were kicked out of the garden... With fiery swirling swords. That's like my favorite part of that bit. Fiery swirling swords and angels blocking the way. Since then we've been trying to get back to Eden. I don't know if you've heard that kind of language. You know, we use this language like, hey, let's get back to Eden. We will be with God once again as it was. Yet again, we think it's something that we're going to do. It's something that's about us. Um, welcome to the rest of the Old Testament. Okay, welcome to the rest of the Old Testament. It's like, hey, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can build. Let's see what we can try and achieve. Um, and I don't know about you, that seems to look like the world right now. Let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can mess up <laughs> let's see what we can try and achieve on our own might have you ever considered that it wasn't us have you ever considered that it wasn't us that the reason that Adam and Eve had to leave is because God is holy he is a holy God Sin had separated them. God was heartbroken. When I read, God walked in the garden and says, What have you done? What have you done? We can't be in this place together because I am holy.
ever since we've been trying to get back into God's presence. Ever since that moment, the covenant-keeping, holy, furiously loving God wanted to be with his people so much, he was willing to do anything. So much show, ultimately, his son dying on a cross for his people, to be with his people. Now, he even lived in a tent. I mean, most of us last a week in a tent. I mean, we, we go on holiday, on tent holidays. Uh, we went with our neighbors. They didn't last the week. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we all last about a week in a tent. I mean, we do have a couple of adamant guys that might go 12 days. Okay, right? But we, we last about a week. God endured the wanderings of his people for 40 years in the wilderness. I am not surprised that he was desperate for David to build him a home. I'm not surprised at all. Okay? But he, the holy God, dwelt amongst his people in a tent. With the only thing separating him from and the, his holiness, a piece of fabric. You know, finally, at the final breath of the Father's Son on the cross, they say about the four-inch curtain that represented this separation since Eden was torn in two. It was a really thick curtain. You know, we read in Scripture, Luke especially, about this earthquake. And anyone that's seen anything depicted is like Hollywood destruction. Everything's like falling apart. What I see is that God had given it all. Like a child on Christmas morning, tearing through the wrapping that is between them and the beautiful gift that they have been longing so much to get hold of. Ripping apart that paper. God was longing with groans, waiting for the day to be with his people. Tearing that curtain in two. Like Matthew wonderfully reminded us last week. The dwelling place of God is with man. The dwelling place of God is with man. Not the dwelling place of man is to get into God's presence. They are two very different things. One is by our effort. And one is by accepting what Christ has done for us. The dwelling place of God is with man. Let's open our Bibles to Revelation 21. 
Don't be concerned. It's taking me 15 minutes to open the Bible. that Matthew brought last week I love how the spirit of God is speaking it says uh, this is verse 1 to 7 that I'm reading from the Holman translation then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea no longer existed I also saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will no longer exist. Grief, crying and pain will exist no longer because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. He also said, right, because these words are one faithful and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give water as a gift to the thirsty from the spring of life. The victor will inherit these things and I will be his God and he will be my son. Chris brought a prophetic word on the 16th of October 2022, just to be precise. Okay. And the main thrust was the contrast between the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven to touch the earth and Babel, where men gathered to try and touch heaven by their own efforts. I asked Chris to describe what he saw. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven like a bride prepared. That's that direct scripture there. What I saw when we worshipped was the new Jerusalem. A people touched and filled with God sent to touch the earth. Not the Babel of old. A people gathered together trying to touch heaven. This was and is the word of God to this community. That was, it was the 16th of October, but that's still the word of God to us. I will say it again. I saw the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven like a bride prepared. What I saw when we worshipped was the new Jerusalem. A people touched and filled with God sent to touch the earth. I'll say that phrase again. A people touched and filled with God, sent to touch the earth. Not the Babel of old, a people gathered together trying to touch heaven. We will see this in greater measure this year. I'm saying that in faith because God has spoken it, therefore it will happen. And it's for us then to take what God has said to us and apply faith 
and we will see that come to pass. But how are we going to see, be a people touched and filled with God, sent to touch the earth? Not by our efforts. How are we going to build something this year that will impact eternity? That's what Matthew was speaking about last, last week. How are we going to build something this year that will impact eternity? Not by our efforts. Ben loves to say this scripture. Not by power. Not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That Adamic trait comes in today's reality. We are so concerned about our sin and we come to the altar again and again to offer something that has already been atoned for eternally. Like, hear me rightly, I am not ignoring sin. Paul makes that incredibly clear in Romans. I'm not ignoring it. But we are so wrapped up in our perspective of our sin in the outer courts of our lives that we deny ourselves the very mercy and grace that was bought by the precious blood of Christ. We are so wrapped up in our perspective of our sin in the outer courts of our lives that we deny ourselves the very mercy and grace that was bought by the precious blood of Christ. You know, while you and I can be so self-consumed, there is a bloodied lamb sat enthroned in heaven right now who is yearning for you to let go and receive mercy and grace a father with his arms open wide ready to receive you through the son by the spirit his goodness is coming after us why do we think that Paul, he opens his lessons so commonly with a hope of mercy and grace? If you read most of his letters, they look over, they, 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 he greets people with mercy and with grace. Uh, any students that are here will know I'm a big fan of the book of Hebrews. Um, from start to finish, I would really I would encourage you, if you have never done this, to read the book of Hebrews from the start to the end in one sitting. I would really encourage you to do so. Because um, it is a reality of this better covenant. It's full of therefores. Because of Christ and this corporate instruction saying, let us have all that Christ has died for in our reality now. And we can uh, pick and choose scriptures, but I just find the Lord is funny. Shall we turn to Hebrews 10? 
You know, the first time we see this, I'm going to have to get much better at the whole have a microphone and a Bible at the same time. The writer of the Hebrews is building this argument and he presents who Christ is and then there'll be a point to say, hey, therefore, then let us. And so we have to understand that whole context. In chapter 4, the writer talks about the rest that we now have in Christ. But it's also the part where it talks about let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So you, and, and that it's going to get in between every part of you that Paul read a couple of weeks ago. That's in the context of living in the rest of Christ. And it talks about us uh, just at the end of that chapter. Therefore, this is the end of chapter 4, therefore, from verse 14, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast to the confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. All right, like the J.B. Phillips version that says, we don't have a superhuman uh, God who is unable to sympathize. But one who has been tested in every way, Yet without sin. Therefore, let us, us, corporate, all of us. Okay, that's what Paul was encouraging us. Let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us at the proper time. At the end of chapter 10. From verse 19. This was actually the the little part that Paul read from this morning. From verse 19. Again we've, we've had this building up of Christ being the perfect sacrifice. Atoning for our sin. Therefore brothers since we have boldness to enter the sanctuary through the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way he has opened for us through the curtain that is his flesh. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure in water. Let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And let us be concerned about one another in order to promote love and good works. Not staying away from our worship meetings as some habitually do, but encouraging one each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Within the outer courts of the tabernacle and of the temple, there would have been this bronze basin. Later in the temple, there would have been many. But there's this bronze basin. It was where the Levitical priests came to wash and make sure that they were clean before they uh, attended to the sacrifices. They needed to be clean to minister before the Lord. And so there was a well of water in the courts to wash and be clean in offering sacrifices. So they were cleanly bringing their praise and worship. 
in Revelation 21, it mentions this water that was given. And I just love the Lord. You know, all the way back in Genesis 2, we see these rivers that flow out. We see Eden. Matthew would say that he would say that Eden must have been high up because you see all these rivers that flow out of it. You know, they see these four rivers that go to the ends of the earth. Now, Adam and Eve, they, they leave Eden, but there is a river that flows to the corners of the earth that reminds them of the taste of his presence. I mean, I could talk about the river of God for a long time, but well, I'm not here to do that. But there's this prophetic declaration from Genesis of the glory that would fill the earth. There is a river that flows out from within you. We read that in John 4 and in John 7. That is a prophetic declaration of the heavenly reality that is to come. Psalm 46 verse 6. There is a river its stream delights in the city of God, the holy dwelling place of the Most High. Think about everything that Matthew brought to us about being the city of God. There is a river, its streams delight the city of God. The river of God that's within us delights us as his city, as his people of God. It delights us, and it is the holy dwelling place of the Most High, Holy God. God is dwelling with his people. God is dwelling in us by his Spirit is a foretaste of the fullness that will come in the new Jerusalem coming to the earth. We are experiencing something in the flesh today that is going to come in its fullness in the new Jerusalem. Dwelling in the rest of Christ, where we've read in Hebrews 4, we're, we're encouraged to boldly enter the presence and to receive grace and mercy. You know, it's from this place that we're going to be a people touched and filled with God, sent to touch the earth. No longer babbling or babbling. See what I did there? No longer babbling people in the outer courts trying to get into somewhere that has already been opened, but those whose spirit is alive. Pouring out living water, made clean by the blood of Christ to build something with internal impact in this world now as a foretaste of the new Jerusalem to come. We are no longer babbling people in the outer courts trying to get into somewhere that has been already opened, but those whose spirit is alive Pouring out living water, made clean by the blood of Christ, 
to build something with eternal impact in this world now as a foretaste of the new Jerusalem to come. It's not about you. It is about the almighty, glorious God living his life through you to the ends of the earth. two songs that um, uh, for me uh, were like my songs of the lockdown period and they were old songs Um, but there was one song that I just kept on coming back to again and again and it's a song that's called Oh Lord You're Beautiful Our Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. And when your child, uh, when your eyes upon this child, your grace abounds to me. And uh, to finish, I'm going to put on a version that I, I enjoyed listening to over the, um, over the, well, I still enjoy listening to you. And we're just going to joy being in his presence. You know, we're not going to try, because we are. <laughs> we're in his presence. And we're not going to just hang out in the outer courts, because that's not where we are. That might sometimes be our perception. Um, this morning we sang... Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm free, I'm free, I'm free to dance, I'm free to sing. And either you were singing that thinking, yes, amen, that's true. Or you were from a perspective of that's, I'm not there, I've got to, I can't get that. I'm not, it's like, hold on. (laughs) Jesus is sitting enthroned. He's done it all. And sometimes our Adamic state robs Jesus of what he's done. Because we have put ourselves in a place where we are taking away what he's already achieved. Because of our perspective. We are not those who are in the outer courts trying to get back into somewhere. But through what Christ has done on the cross, he has made a way that is open for us to come and receive the grace and mercy that is available for us. It's nothing that we have to do via might, but we just have to accept with open arms and with open hands and declare who he is. So let's listen to this song. I'm going to pray for us in the middle of it. And um, 
and let's just enjoy being in his presence. Simon then proceeded to play, O Lord, You're Beautiful, by Jesus Culture. Oh, holy God, we love you so much. God, I want to thank you that you are a speaking God. And that you have been speaking to this community over and over. Through multiple mouths, multiple voices. That we're in this together. We're not just individuals hanging out in the outer courts of life. But you have drawn us in by your grace and your mercy, your goodness that is running after us. To be a community that cares for one another, loves one another. And that beholds your beauty. Because Lord, you are beautiful. You are beautiful beyond description. And your eyes are on each and every single one of us. And your grace and your mercy abounds. It is lavished to us. Lord, let's not make it anything that we think we're trying to achieve, but we can see what you have already done. And that we may come with open arms, humbly before you, and receive grace, receive mercy. That this living water that lives within us, this water that's seen throughout scripture, is a foretaste as we read in uh, Revelation of the new Jerusalem that is to come in its fullness. We are not like Babel trying to make something and build something. But there is a new Jerusalem. That for us. We are going to be a people touched. And filled with God. Sent to touch the earth. We will be our people touched and filled with God. Sent to touch the earth. Amen. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.